You are listening to a Music Secrets Exposed podcast documentary series in association with Waterfall Music and the Paul Lloyd Warner Foundation. Episode 9, New Adventures with Paul Lloyd Warner, Transitioning from the Piano to Four Keyboards, Recording Live in Nature at Beautiful National Parks like the Grand Canyon, Recording Rudy, the rodeo guy who plays like Liszt, and Paul having the epiphany to record himself on the magnificent Hamburg Steinway piano. Stay tuned. segment we met Ariane um, who is probably your best friend in your whole life with music and bringing it to the public and affecting people's lives in a very positive way and in the last segment we heard an amazing story about a lady who used your music to get through a very serious cancer situation and following that then you exposed to us that you transitioned from piano into using keyboards because you wanted something mobile via a motorhome while you were going up and down to art shows across California and the West and beyond. What happens next? Oh gosh, so many things happen next. Uh, where to begin? Um, we had been traveling to Arizona, New Mexico, making recordings, went to the Rockies in Colorado and made a gorgeous piano recording there. And um, went to Wyoming uh, to the Grand Tetons. National Park and glorious mountains and there there's a very very still mirror lake there one of the most beautiful mirror lakes in the world called Jenny Lake I recorded there and we took a boat across to an island and I recorded there went to these all these wilderness places some off the road that nobody knew about and some famous places like the edge of the Grand Canyon where I recorded and in an American symphony, the newest version, uh, uh, you will hear a piece entitled An American Symphony that was recorded on the edge of the Grand Canyon, right there on the edge. Uh, and 
the, our rangers, the rangers were always there looking for people's safety, making sure they're obeying by the rules. And when you went to that part of the canyon, the rangers would not let you set up and make music. That would be impossible. That required long-term getting permission from the national park system. And I didn't plan to record there, but when I got there, I said, oh my God, I must record here. So we found a place that was um, uh, hidden by trees. Uh, and it was out of the way, not where the tourists go, but had a beautiful view of the canyon. So we went behind those trees and set up for a good 12, 14 hours. And I set up the keyboards, got all the sound for all four keyboards that I wanted to do. Uh, and then practiced, rehearsed, I got them all, you know, balance every keyboard, and get all just right and make sure that the, the orchestra is good, the horns are right, and the strings are right, all that stuff. I'm doing all that. And uh, then the sun starts to go down. And as that happens, the colors start to come out on the rocks because the shadows get more lengthy. The colors start to glow. piece of American Symphony. It's a big, beautiful piece. It's, it's based on my piano piece from Dusk We Rise, the second piece in uh, waterfall music. But it's now orchestrated and now has variation to it. And it's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. So that's what we did. We go to the art shows on the weekend, make our money, send our money to our office in Santa Cruz and then keep on going to new places and recording and recording. Well, uh, during the winter, I would go to Arizona because it was warm and there were plenty of shows in Arizona that were very good. And you get the people that are called snowbirds. Snowbirds are people who live in the north and they come, they have homes there for vacation time. Uh, so there's plenty of snowbirds and they all have money. They all can afford music, certainly. Uh, and in the shows, we sold well because we were affordable. We're, we're not like a two or $3,000 piece of sculpture. We're a $15 album or a set for 45, that sort of thing. So that's how it was easy to bring in, bring in enough funding to keep the company going. Well, I was in Tucson, Arizona at, a, at that same show, but a different year. And the man came over to me, he heard my piano music, and he said, there's a big show south of here in Tubac, T-U-B-A-C, Tubac, Arizona. It's south of Tucson, halfway between uh, Tucson and the Mexican border, so southern Arizona. This is quite beautiful in its own right. Uh, and he said, I have an art gallery, and it's a big show for a whole week in this town called Tubac, which is just art galleries. Uh, at a small town that was all converted. And so all the snowbirds come from all around and, and they buy. Uh, and I have the, the main gallery in town. I've got the best location in town. And I want you to be in front of my gallery and I want you to sell your piano music there. In fact, I have a beautiful piano inside 
my home and I want you to come play it too. Wow. He said, back there, I have an extra bedroom. You can stay there. Wow. You know, uh, someone just opened their heart to me. Okay, so the next year or that year, whenever it was, I went down and registered for that two-back show. Uh, and there he was, a beautiful gallery. Uh, it was a home that was converted to a gallery. Uh, and it was just as you enter town, uh, it's a kind of a horseshoe around with all the galleries. He was the first, the biggest, the most popular, well-known gallery there, the most successful gallery. Uh, his name was John, and I think he's passed on now. Uh, I, I forget his last name, but nevertheless. So I go there, and uh, he has a piano inside. Something like what we're seeing here. Uh, uh, it's just a beautiful old Steinway. Not quite so big as this. Uh, and he's, uh, it's right there in his living room. It's all Victorian, all places, you know, just so... <laughs> overly ornate uh, and so I sit down this very nice piano and I play it I play it and I get play, getting into it and, uh, this fellow John is swooning and uh, the next day he has uh, a group of people over to hear me play and then the show begins it's a, it's a, a, a 10 day show it runs from Friday Saturday through the entire week it ends on the following Sunday so it makes a lot of money. Uh, and he was proud to have me there uh, in front of the show representing his gallery. So, okay, I, I stayed in the extra bedroom uh, and uh, sold a lot of music. And every night I was playing music for his friends. Uh, and it, it was all good. And John was thought I was just the best thing ever. You know, he, he was thrilled at my piano playing. And I was just there playing my spectacular self and everyone was enjoying it and I was making money. And then during the middle of the week, uh, they were slower days, uh, a young Mexican man comes over uh, and starts talking with me. He's taller than I am, he's about six foot, he's lanky, very strong looking guy, guy is made of steel. Uh, and he um, lives in the area uh, and he says, I'm a composer as well for piano. Okay. The, the last thing you look at this guy, I mean, he's wearing boots and, you know, it looks like a, a hardworking Mexican person. Uh, and he was American. He was born on the American side, uh, but his family was born on the Mexican side. So he's, he's Mexican-American. And they had a homestead there. Um, as you go further down from Tubac, you come to the city of Nogales, N-O-G-A-L-E-S, Nogales. And Nogales is, straddles both countries, uh, uh, um, Arizona and uh, Mexico. And in those days, if you go passports required, you just walk through the turnstile, and now you're in Mexico. And it was just a, a great time. Uh, so anyway, he uh, he uh, said, I play the piano, I compose. I said, you? I couldn't believe it. He was so out of context that a person could do that, the, the way he looked. So all right, so I said, well, look, 
there's a piano inside here. And uh, let me go talk with John, uh, just stay here for a few moments and see if I can have you come tonight. I'd love you to play for us. John said, yes. And so I told this man, his name is Rudolf. 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 Okay. Last name was Zaras, Z-A-R-A-S, Zaras. Rudolf Zaras. We call him Rudy. Rudy was his nickname. And his English was perfectly American English with a slight Mexican accent. Very cultured young man. I, it was surprising how intelligent he was uh, for uh, his age and for the lifestyle that he appeared to be. Okay, so that night he comes back. Well, none of us were prepared for what we heard. This was like Franz Liszt coming back to life. Seriously, Franz Liszt coming back to life. He he banged the piano with, with such intensity. He had knuckles made of steel, hard steel. His hands were big and strong. His, you see the muscles in his arms and he just played hard, really hard. He played magnificently. It was like Liszt. And Liszt was the greatest technician of the piano. I mean, he, oh, what Liszt did was amazing. It's not my favorite music, but nevertheless, he'll wow you. Liszt will wow you. And this band, Rudy, was wowing us. It was his own music. It sounded like from an old era. It was not modern music at all. Uh, and he played it with such intensity and fire that the keyboards came alive. And you could see the flames coming out of the keyboards. It was that, that amazing. I couldn't believe it. No one could believe it. John, a few friends, we were there. We all just shooking our heads, shaking our heads, saying, oh my God, this is impossible. This never happens in life. But it was right there in front of us. Okay, so finally, the evening, evening is over and uh, Rudy leaves. And John comes over to me and he goes, looking at me like this, he says, Paul, we have a contender for the throne. <laughs> I said, yes, we sure do. <laughs> and what, what year was this? Um, 1993, four. Okay. No, 1992, three, 92, three. Okay. Uh, that period of time. So, um, uh, so Moody and I became friends. In fact, he invited me when the show was over. 
uh, after the 12, 10 days, he invited me to his home and meet his parents. They had a homestead uh, right on the American side. Uh, and they were very nice folks. My Spanish was very good. They spoke good English with, with heavy accents. Lovely, lovely people, the salt of the earth kind of people. Really nice. And, uh, you know, I knew that really came from good stock because I could just tell by him. And he invites me into his room and uh, go to see his piano. Well, he has a small grand piano and I, I, I try to play it, but I can't hear my notes. You have to play it hard to get any notes. So that's why he plays so hard because his piano, this was an old it clunker. Just, yeah, he didn't have a good piano. No, an old clunker is probably the right way to say it. And he just banged it, he's playing for me, and it sounded great and all. And uh, really, where does it all come from? I just invent this, I, I create this, this is my music. And where do you learn piano? I never learned, I learned taught myself. He taught himself? Taught himself. Wow. Now, I mean, a kid like this is not gonna have piano lessons. You know, that was a homestead, and they raised the cattle. They raised their bulls, things like that. Really rode bulls, you know. And uh, uh, I, I once saw a bull run when he fell off the bull. The bull ran right over him. I said, "Oh my God, Rudy's all. He's gonna have to go to the hospital." He just gets up, dusts himself off, and walks. So you're away. telling me this this guy did the rodeo and he's playing piano? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that's funny. Yeah, it's out of context. There's it's so no... out of context. Yes, there's nothing like him on Earth. This this doesn't appear. It should never happen. You in a movie, if you invented the character, people it would make it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. But he was re as real could be. He My was goodness. a very nice, nice man too. Very yeah. extremely oh, had beautiful manners. Uh, and uh, uh, very careful of how he spoke so that he, you could feel good about what he said. He would always honor the person he spoke with. He, he was, he was uh, the best side of Mexico. Uh, I love the Mexican people. I've traveled in there. Mexican people. Oh, they're wonderful. Wonderful people. Yeah, wonderful they people. They really are. Yeah. They get a very bad rap here in the U.S., but it's not, not the truth. They're very warm. The way they raise their children, we can take a good lesson from that. Yes, I believe so. Yes. Uh, and uh, Anyway, but I don't want to get to Mexico. I want to get to him. So we would go over the border and eat. We'd come back and do things. But when I was in his bedroom, I could I guess it was a room. It was not his bedroom. That's where he had a studio and where he slept. In the middle of the floor, right in the middle of the floor, was a large pit that went down about 30 feet. A pit. A pit. A, a pit. It was just a square hole. Uh, it's not a hole, square thing. And it had a straight down to 30 feet down. No ladder going down, no nothing. It was just there. And he said, just watch yourself. Don't walk near there. I walked close and I get so giddy, you know, thinking, what is a hole doing in some somewhat bedroom, you know? It wasn't the bedroom, it was an old, old homestead, Mexican homestead, why that hole was there. He couldn't tell me, I didn't know. <laughs> the, 
This is really weird. Was it a root uh, cellar or something? Was it? There's no way of knowing what it was. I mean, oh my goodness. I, maybe in, in early uh, Mexican American homes, there were holes. <laughs> I don't know what it was for. It doesn't make sense, but it was there. Okay. So, um, anyway, Rudy and I became good friends. And I told him uh, uh, that. You know, I would like to record him one day. He needs to be recorded. Someone's, people have to listen to his music. Uh, it's not me, it's not my kind of music at all. That You can't pass this kind of person up. I have the equipment and the ability to record the piano magnificently, just as good as anybody. I was trained by great people and I already had music that demonstrated the fact and I wanted to record him. He deserved it. He yearned to be recorded. That's what it was his dearest wish that people could hear him. I'm just thinking a rodeo guy getting trampled by bulls now and again, yes. playing piano to that level of achievement, living in a house, the big hole 30 foot deep. <laughs> no. I know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's just amazing. But that was him. He was a man of contrast. He was one of the strongest people you'll ever meet. I mean, he wasn't a bodybuilder, but uh, but he was just strong. From I know, he was just a strong wood. guy. He, yeah, yeah. He chopped wood, you know. He, yeah. he burnt steel. Homestead life. He, he built houses. He was a construction worker. He was a policeman. He did all, not, not a real policeman. He was police authority in the area. He did all kinds of roles, extremely masculine roles. All right. So um, I told him one day, I said, look, I want to record you. So come to California. He came to California uh, and uh, he worked for us for a little while in our, in our business. And he played my Grusendorfer and he hated it. Hated the piano. <laughs> really? He, well, he hated it for him to record his own music on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and besides, he would have destroyed it. <laughs> he would have destroyed it just in one session. I know. Like that. Yeah. He was nothing like him. And he was technically phenomenal. I mean, a really accomplished pianist with his own music. He didn't play other people. But what he did could fool you into believing that he was a world-class pianist. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, could he so, read music? Yeah, he wrote down his own music. He, he wrote, wrote it, it down. down like it wasn't just by memory. He wrote it down. He wrote, he wrote it down, yes. In any case, um, he went back to Arizona and I said, Rudy, I'll tell you what. Find a piano that's somewhere not too far from Nogales, where you live, be Tucson, probably Tucson, find a really good piano that we could uh, get rent for maybe three or four days. And, and then we'll bring in a great tuner, we'll tune the piano and uh, I'll record you. I'll bring my best equipment and I'll record you. So uh, he starts looking and a year goes by there's no piano. He can't find anything. He doesn't want to go to Phoenix to do it there. He doesn't like Phoenix. Uh, he doesn't like big cities. 
Uh, yeah, he's a cocky boy. And uh, so then one day I get a very exciting call from him. He says, the high school in Nogales was gifted with a brand new or recently new uh, Steinway concert grand piano. And it's a, it's a, it has a big auditorium, it's a big school. Uh, in June, when school goes, when school is out, in, in the middle of June, they will give it to us for a week. But the auditorium, there's a stage, it was on the stage, they'll give us the whole auditorium for a week at no charge. Uh, so you could just come and we, we, can, we can record right there. I says, have you played the piano? He says, it's wonderful. This was exactly what I wanted. Uh, and I said, well, it's perfect. <laughs> right in your hometown, there's a beautiful Steinway was given, donated by somebody to the, to the uh, high school. Uh, yes. Okay. So now there's a side story here. I used to purchase all my electronic equipment at a professional audio store in Oakland, California. It was about an hour's ride from Santa Cruz. And I go up there um, to the store and they, uh, they sold me all my digital equipment, my microphones, everything I, I bought to them. Uh, and uh, they, I spent thousands and thousands of dollars with them. I had a very good account. I knew the owner, uh, a, a wonderful woman. Uh, and they had a salesman for me, the, the, their best salesman to help me get what I wanted. He'd make recommendations and I had the money, I could buy things. Uh, so I set myself up with the top level recording system digitally through the store. I must've spent around 50,000 doing this. They knew me well, they trusted me completely and I, called them and I said, well, I'm going to go to Arizona. I'm going to record um, a great pianist there. And they said, well, Paul, we were just uh, given or we just bought a very rare microphone that comes from the Netherlands. And it's the Schups. I'm not quite sure of the pronunciation. Schups, S-C-H or S-H. Uh, O-E-P-S, Schupp's microphone. Okay. Uh, and these were like $20,000 microphones in the 1990s. And she says, look, we've got this pair. They're the best microphones in the world for the piano. Um, no, most studios can't afford them, but we will loan them to you for the week while you go. You, you can have them. Just, just sign over here and you can take them with. Because those we can really record on. You had a good relationship mm. with them. Even oh, great relationship! And I had the, I had the best microphones money could buy. I had the Neumann and the AKGs. Neumanns were made in Germany, and the AKGs were Austrian. Those were phenomenal recording. That's how I recorded my piano music. The strips I'd never heard of before. Okay, there were big mics. Took them with. Took them very good care. They were in a beautiful case. Okay, so I get down to Arizona and we already arranged for the tuner of, for the, the Tucson Symphony Orchestra to come down to the Nogales High School to tune that piano. And they, school is now over 
and I had all my big shows starting in July, so only, I could only do it mid-June. It's already quite hot down there, uh, and uh, very hot. 100 degrees every day. Every, you know, Ooh, I don't know hot. what that is, Celsius, but that's hot. Uh, the air-conditioned room, beautiful uh, stage. I had all these curtains you could move around as you wanted to. You know, a real good high school stage. Uh, so I, uh, we, we get the piano tuned. And the tuner is looking at this piano and he says, you know, I'm not sure if this is a Steinway made in the United States. I think this Steinway, Steinway was made in Europe. Oh, a good Steinway. Well, I play some very good Steinway. Steinway is a great piano, but generally for me, it's not the right piano because you don't get those bell-like tones. You know, you get the deep, beautiful, rich basses, but you don't get the bells. This piano had the bells. This piano had the bass and the mid-range. It had real rich. It had everything. It had the whole, everything. 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 Whoever wanted to play a piano, it looked like that. That probably wasn't that. I think that's the Bruzendorf era. But um, it, it was just a beautiful, it was black. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But there was the piano. We had the whole place for a whole week, undisturbed. School was out. There was an administration in the daytime. And they didn't bother us. They never came by to even look at us. Uh, and so, okay, so the first day I set up these Schiff's microphones and, and test them. Oh, amazing. I hear them through my headphones. And uh, then I get everything right. And I say, Rudy, we've waited a long time for this moment. And now you manifested this piano right over here. It's incredible. I've come all the way. Let's just get started. So I sit over in the back and let Rudy play. And Rudy played for a day and he played beautifully. And then he came over to me and he said, you know, Paul, he says, I'm not comfortable with anybody around. I don't want you, not you personally. I just don't want anyone around. I need to play my own heart. I don't want anyone. Okay, fine. So I'll tell you what, let me show you how to work this equipment. It's very simple. I'll put a fresh cassette in for you. Here's how you open. I had a whole bunch of cassettes. Uh, these are DAT digital audio tape cassettes. Uh, and I, I said, they're expensive and they're beautiful. And I said, okay, look, you open the package. I'll open a few packages for you. You just easily take them out of the package and you just slide, insert it correctly this way with the tape down into the area there. And just push the button, close it up. And then here's how you record. You press the record button. Wait a few moments and let it play. If you want to pause, here's the pause button. When it comes to the end of the tape, here's a brand new tape. I opened up a few tapes for him. I will leave uh, and I will come back at six o'clock to get you and then take you home. He did, uh, yeah, he had a car, uh, but I, I, draw, I picked him up in the morning, brought him there, and then uh, his mother made him lunch, and I uh, came back and picked him up to bring him home. Okay, so the second day I did that. 
and uh, Rudy's very happy with what he does. Sort of, he says, "Well, I can do it better tomorrow. I'll do it even better." So on the third day, um, he records again, and then I usually go back to my hotel and you know watch television, whatever. And I'm saying to myself, "What am I doing? I've got the greatest microphones in the world. I'm recording this." amazing artist who unexpectedly comes out of nowhere uh, and I, I have the best equipment I've got a gorgeous piano why am I not recording why wouldn't you yeah I, it occurred to me because I came to do somebody else I already had my recordings so I so after I took Rudy home at dinner and I come back and that night I record, we had a place 24 <laughs> seven. So I recorded at night, didn't even tell Rudy, you know, I was just doing it. And I, I recorded an album and it was all improvisations. Some around the music I already made because you'll recognize some of it. And some just pure improvisations made up in the spot. Uh, and uh, but I had the best microphones, the best sound. I had this great piano. Oh God, it was magnificent. These rich basses, a concert grand nine foot piano. Nine foot, exactly like, nine, nine foot. That's some sound. Yeah, that's the sound. <laughs> uh, and, and that that's made to be played over orchestras. Uh, I I record two nights. And I played my heart out because I didn't plan anything. I had no new music that I, would, I had made for this. I didn't expect to make an album. I just recorded a bunch of pieces without the thought of making an album. It wasn't until I got home and I had the time to start listening to what I recorded that I realized, oh my God, I have an album here. Oh, that's amazing. Let's go back to Rudy now. 
So uh, we, we, Rudy is never completely satisfied with what he does, he tells me. We start listening to it on headphones. Uh, and he, he likes it, but you know, I could do it better. And I mean, he's had so many times, he's had three or he had four or five days to record. I bought a whole bunch of tapes with me. And uh, those microphones were so imposing and beautiful. Oh my God, on a piano like that. So we, um, we finally finished and closed down shop and went over the administration building and handed them back their keys and thanked them profusely for what they did for us and left. And then I spent a day or two, uh, you know, we went over the border and ate in the nicest place just to have fun, uh, enjoy what we did and celebrate. And then I said, um, uh, okay, let's take a day to listen to what you did and I want you to choose the pieces that you like. Because I can't do it right now. I can't do it. Uh, I'll come to California. And uh, we'll do it in California. Okay, fine. So I leave and I come back. He turns the microphones and go uh, relax for a couple of days. And I start listening to Rudy, what he did. It was pretty good. He really nailed it. He, he was darn good. And I've never heard such powerful piano in my life. I mean, it was take, like somebody taking a sledgehammer to the keys, you know, but not hurting them, just playing them with all their strength down deep into the keys with power, power like, like the power of a, of a, I don't know what to say, a jackhammer. Yeah, you know, just jack strong hammer. playing, just a very yeah. strong person playing strong music. Right, it, it wasn't, there's no delicacy there. Um, he, he really maybe lacked phraseology, you know, phrasing properly, because uh, he wasn't really a trained pianist, but the music came out of his soul. Yeah. It was 19th century. And the closest thing was list. Okay. 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 So I come back and now I start listening to my own music and I say, oh yes. Oh my God, here's the album I wanted. I've always wanted this album because I was free. There was no mistakes I could make. It was nothing I had to prove. I just played from my heart uh, outward at, with nothing in my I just played for the, the joy of playing and out of it came this album which I call Reflections in Water. Beautiful title. Beautiful title. And why did first, you call it, why did you call it that Reflections in Water? What inspired you to call the album that? Well it's the opposite of the desert. <laughs> <laughs> just that simple. And, no, that I just love reflections in water. And these were, each piece was a reflection mm -hmm. in, in the water of my personal experiences in, in, because they were not planned. Okay. That's what made it. Reflections it in water in were moment. really beautiful. You could just see the, you know, the dazzling light moving back and forth. Each piece was dazzling in its own way. And I could, I was technically, 
really challenged me. He was so good that I said, well, I can do just as good, you know, sort of, you know, in my mind, you know, I wasn't trying to outdo him. I, I couldn't ever outdo Rudy. You might say it motivated you to think, what can I do next? Yeah, he, he it motivated, inspired me, motivated me. Uh, but at the same time, I was saying to myself, I can play the piano. Oh boy, can I play the piano? This was the one to do it with. Here I am, you know. It's like that. Uh, and just so, yeah, I would never have achieved it if it hadn't been for Rudy's playing it first, honestly. And, you know, I, I, I honor him immensely for, uh, for what he did for me. I got back to California, put the whole thing together and edited, edited this album, which I'm really proud of. I released it. We had a co-release with Rudy's and my album. And when I went to the shows... And what did, sorry, what did Rudy call his album? What was the title? I forget. I think it was Rudolf Zadas Plays Piano, something like that. Something of that nature. Uh, and. Zaras, his last name was not his real last name. He he picked that last name because it had power. Zaras, you know what I mean? Especially in the Mexican language, Zaras. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's got that uh, power attached to it. Yeah, so it has a Zaras, you know, Zoro, Zaras. Very sensory, sensory language, in a strength. sense. Strength. Strength and power, uh, which is what he projected. But love and the yearning for love was in this, in that music um, so um out of that came reflections in water my version
find out more about Waterfall Music and the Paul Lloyd Warner Foundation, go to waterfallgiving.com. Also, stay tuned for the next Paul Lloyd Warner podcast. Enjoy.